are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One with Friends podcast. Thanks for listening to us. Um, we're all sort of brand new to this, so we are figuring it out together. But isn't that just like friendships, new friendships that start? There's always an awkward phase. So we're in our beginning phase, not only in our podcast, but also with you as our friends. So welcome. Thanks for letting this be a platform where we can do life together, but make some mistakes along the way. So we're just glad you're here. So Llewellyn, last week we heard a little bit more about you, but I have some follow-up questions as we get to know each other. Okay. Me and you know each other, but... Our listeners don't know us. Exactly. And we don't know them. So introduce yourself to us on our social media, which we will talk about at the end. But Llewellyn, what are some things that interest you in the world outside of wanting to live in New York? And apparently being a poet. And I didn't know it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Um, well, you do know this one. One thing that really interests me is, and it kind of ties in with New York, but is going to the theater. The theater. So there's a local summer stock theater for any of you guys that know what summer stock is. Um, what is summer stock? Essentially, it's where artists or up and coming artists come in and spend their whole summer kind of like building their repertoire. Oh, and cool. they just like get a chance to do a bunch of shows in one summer, put on their resumes and all that stuff. So I have been gifted season tickets the last couple summers. So I've gotten to see a lot of shows that I wouldn't normally see. Okay. Um, like, let me tell you guys, Bonnie and Clyde, if you've never seen the musical, find it because it's incredible. Really? Like who would ever think a musical about Bonnie and Clyde would be good? It's it'll blow your socks off. So Wow. That was one that That's I was quite like, the exclamation there, <laughs> Llewellyn. I was thoroughly enthused by seeing that. Okay. And to be honest, it was the one on the list that year I wasn't excited to go see. Really? But it turned out to be my favorite. How surprising. It beat Beauty and the Beast. What? I know. I know all my Disney fans out there. I'm sorry. I wanted to go to that one with you, too. You did, but you didn't. I didn't. I'm sorry. That's because you took someone else. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. She took me to another one, and yeah. it was good. Yeah. Which one was it again? <laughs> it remember. was so that good, was I remember last it. Year. But yeah, so the theater really interests me. Okay. Yeah. Cool. What show, besides Friends, are you currently binging? Ooh. Um. Well... 90s plug right now i'm actually binging full house <laughs> okay so if you it's haven't... been a while since i've seen that show <laughs> guys i'm in love with john stamos like who <laughs> isn't that man he was a hottie he was and i just learned because i am sorry but um i've never actually seen it from the beginning i've seen oh most of the episodes but like pieces here and there that's so, a solid point. I've never watched it chronologically. Watching it chronologically from the beginning, it's like John Stamos was 24 when it started. Really? And like, man, was he attractive, but he's still attractive. And it's like, what a okay, babe. Okay, Jesse Kasopoulos, I see you. Anyways, yes. So I am watching that. That's right awesome. Now. Yeah. So cool. what about you? What are some interests that Leanne has? Okay, one thing I am low key obsessed with are true crime podcasts oh girl i love them so much and it makes sense because when i was a little kid i loved unsolved mysteries that show yeah 
I loved it. And so to have that true crime, um, here's a plug. We are not affiliated at all, but Up and Vanished is the best. Guys, they only have two it. seasons. Find it. But Payne Lindsay, if you ever happen to listen to this podcast, I don't even know if you're a Friends fan and I don't care. You're amazing, and I love your show. Yes. You may never know it, but y'all have to check out Up and Vanished if you are. Honestly, if you're true crime fans, you probably have already heard of Up and Vanished because it's that top notch. Yeah. Just the way that he illustrates the stories and the way that he narrates and interviews, he just does such a good job. And it doesn't hurt that on the very first season, he's like a part of them solving the crime. So it makes it super interesting. Yeah, it's really good. You have to get into it if you haven't already. But I have a couple others that I binge um, that I listen to. So, But his is by far the best. So well done, Payne. Well done. Okay, so besides friends. Obviously. What are you binging right now? Um... So these are guilty pleasures because they're just so dramatic. But I am watching the originals and Vampire Diaries. You guys can't see this, but I'm shaking my head at her. I'm shaking my head at myself because uh, I don't even, I don't, I honestly, it was one of those where you've heard about it for years and so finally you just take the plunge and you just start and now I love Klaus and his British accent and how he calls what's her face love all the time and it's so adorable so they're kind of happening simultaneously but okay all right so now for the episode recap of episode two in this episode Ross processes his ex-wife Carol's pregnancy what dun 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 (laughs) and supports her as she goes through her first sonogram though he clashes with susan over the name of the baby meanwhile rachel struggles to balance her emotions as she ends her relationship with barry and monica becomes increasingly irate with her parents eventually spilling the details of ross's failed relationship that he failed to mention to them Okay, so a couple things as we get into our talking points of the show. One of the first things you mentioned, Llewellyn, was Ross's awkwardness. Explain and expound. Okay, so the scene where we find out that Carol's pregnant, where she shows him or tells him that she's pregnant, is the scene where they're in like the the caveman, like museum thing or whatever. And first and foremost... The arm falls off. So what does he do? Naturally picks it up. Like who would pick it up and just hold an arm and then go to hug her and the arm is like sticking all the way around. It's just like, can you be any more awkward? Yeah, totally. Ross, just act like a normal human. It's kind of like like we talked about last week with his high that he just awkwardly said. (laughs) She secretly loves to say that. But. Yeah, like, why do you just have to be so awkward with every interaction? And even when he goes into to see the sonogram with them, it's just like he doesn't know how to be a normal human. Yeah. I just don't understand. Okay, but was this also kind of in that era where, like, slapstick humor was still super popular? Like, people loved the, like, 
Harry, Larry, and Moe and Dumb and Dumber yeah. like yes, type right. of comedy. Yeah. So for him to like fumble the baby in the sonogram room was like, that's, it was kind of the humor. Yeah. And even when he found out the reaction and he mimicked the stance of the like mummy or whatever, like in the actual room to where Carol was like glancing back and forth because they're, they looked alike. Yeah. I think that's just like, it was the humor of the nineties. Yeah. That they, it was the dumb and dumber era. It's just so annoying. I know. And it's, I think it's because it's these first couple episodes where it's very obvious what they're trying to do. Yeah. So I think it's, I think maybe, maybe it tapers out. Yeah. As they get more comfortable with like the branding of what the show looks like. Because one of the other things that I noticed, um, and you put this too, was the evolution of Joey's hair. <laughs> okay, guys, we didn't talk about it last week, but Joey's hair in the, in first, the first episode. episode. Like, did you look in the mirror after you got that cut? Okay, you could tell that they had reshot some of those scenes because his hair was a little bit cooler in the ones that were more like high def, but the older scenes that like they never reshot and his hair was like kind of straight down. Yeah, like that awkward straightness in it. <laughs> like it just like didn't have the classic like Joey swoop. Yeah. But in episode two, they fixed it. Right. And it it looked a little bit more normal. Like it, right. it wasn't like oddly proportioned like it was in episode one. So I'm very thankful for that. I wonder if it was because it fit his character more for it to be, like, more spiky and, like, that was probably more, like, I guess playboy-y because he was, like, the player of the group. Yeah, but he's also, like, funny. So I think maybe, like, they were still trying to figure out yeah. what does his character look like. His role. So, yeah, I could get that. Yeah, because he didn't play super dumb in this episode. He no. was just the jock-like go to strip clubs, grab a spoon Yeah, type of character. Yeah. 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 So another thing that you mentioned was the fake babies. Did you want to talk about that? We don't have to talk long about it, but in like the OBGYN office. Right. Why do they always have those weird babies? Like I get it. We have to see, but like they're just so weird. Do they even have those in like doctor's offices anymore? Like real time models? You know, I don't actually no because i haven't been to an obgyn <laughs> but i would assume they do maybe but they're probably a lot more updated obviously right or honestly they probably have some kind of technology these days where you don't need that but right. i don't know it's just like i like dated it you know right like, i've seen those in offices before when i was younger right but yeah and Ross and his awkwardness dropping the baby, like like that probably all just played together in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um another point that you talked about was overalls, y'all. Overalls. They're coming back. I don't know if you've seen people lately with overalls Honestly, on. Honestly, I think they're back. Yeah. Like two thousand nineteen, overalls are definitely a thing. They are for sure a thing. I think they came back with like the the like fashion like the jumpsuit. Yeah. Being like a cool thing, like overalls were a part of that. Yeah, so they're definitely back. Because honestly, in the first was it the first episode, Monica was like, "I would wear that outfit now." Okay, I was just about to say this. Who loves '90s fashion? Like, okay, 
mind you, there is some fashion in the 90s that I'm like, never come back. Absolutely never. Hair. But some of their stuff, like, is so trendy these days. Yeah, I I would agree. Honestly, love to wear a lot of what they are wearing in the show. Yeah, I would. I would agree. Y'all let us some know below of, what you think. Yeah, what are some of your thoughts? Would you wear what Monica wore in episode one? And even Phoebe in episode two wasn't too crazy. It was like bold colors, but yeah, she had some like solid fashion choice as well. But. One of the other things in regards to fashion for the 90s, did everyone, like, can we talk about how nobody wore bras in all of these episodes? <laughs> I think Phoebe's the only one that actually wore a bra, which is hilarious because I think that would be most unlike her character. Right. Like, she should be the one not wearing a bra because right. she's like this, you know, moon child, hippie, like, carefree, doesn't do what everybody thinks she's going to do. But Monica and... Rachel, nobody has bras on. No. What? Was that a 90s thing? Or has that always just been like an underground, like it pops up every once in a while trend? Is it a trend or is it was just a choice? I honestly I don't, don't even know understand. how to answer this. I don't understand no. it. No. Like I, I don't want to be watching a show and just seeing your nipples. Like was the studio cold? It must have been. <laughs> because that's all I saw. How did the guys on that show even work? They're I human don't know. beings. I know. I don't get it. Well, anyways. But yeah, so I'm wondering if that gets better or if it just continues. I guess we'll see. Like, it might have been just a 90, like, they just made the decision. Or were they bras that just didn't have padding? That could be the case. That could be the case. Yeah. I never thought of that until this very moment. And I've binge watched Friends like six times. So, yeah. um, speaking of no bras, the introduction of ugly naked guy, ugly naked guy, ugly naked guy. So apparently they just creep on their neighbor, and he got a thigh master. Yeah, how many people instantly want to shut their blinds? Because I do. I'm a people watcher. I would be very intrigued, but they make it very obvious. Like, like. You know when it's dark outside and yet your room is lit up, it's hard to see, like, outside. Right. But if you turn your lights off, you can see outside. Yeah. They make it very obvious. Their lights are on. Yep. And yet they're creeping on this guy. And I don't know if that's just, like, a stalker tip of the week or... But, like, you turn your own lights off so they can't see you. Yeah. That would be the wise thing. I wonder if we're going to meet ugly naked guy. Like, meet him, meet him. Um, let's move on. We find out that Carol is pregnant. Okay. Like, as if it couldn't be any worse for Ross. Like, she's already a lesbian. Their marriage is over, and she's already with another woman. And now she's pregnant. This poor guy. Poor Ross. Poor, sappy, sad little Ross. Like, he he can't catch a break. No. But to be honest, in this episode, neither can Monica. No, we finally kind of understand a little bit of Monica. Yeah. Oh, this is where her cleaning personality comes out. Her obsessiveness. She's obsessive. Yeah. Like, OCD, everything has to be perfect. She's trying to earn the affection of her parents. Yeah. Which? Which probably many people can relate to. Yeah. I'll be honest. Yeah. We've got a little broken world out there. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Monica just can't win either. So Ross 
his life situation is crap. And it just keeps piling on, apparently, every episode. And Monica is not the favorite of her family. No. She's, like, the least favorite. Yeah. Ross is the prince. Like, Ross is on this high pedestal. It's a huge pedestal. And he can't mess up in his parents' eyes. Nothing. And he doesn't want to own up. Right. To what's happening. Because, again, like we said in episode one, somehow it's Ross's fault. Yeah. Like, nowadays, like, no one would ever be like, like, Ross, how could you? Right. Like, it's situational. Like, he couldn't. You would never he help that. Right. But, like, somehow he's going to be, like, now not the good child. But Monica's trying to use that to, like, gain some favor. Right. Which, like, poor Monica. But it comes back at her. Right. When she finally, when he finally exposes what's going on. Oh, my ex-wife is now a lesbian and is carrying my child. Yeah. You knew Monica? Right. Poor, like, like, come on. It's it's another one of those, like, they stereotype, or they, like, they go all in on the casting. Yeah. Like, you're going to be a mother who does not, like, value her child. Right. Because, like, even when she was talking about food, like, what is this curry taste? It's curry. And she's like, mmm. And then the whole spaghetti thing, well, that's easy. Like, so... Like, like poor Monica. talking down and so diminishing who she is. It, but it's it's one of those things with this show is like they go hard in one direction. Like there's no blurred lines in this casting. Like you are this type of person. Like go for it. But like, do we do that in shows now? Like I feel like our like nowadays it's not so obvious. No. Like I'm trying to think of. I don't watch shows on TV, so I'm not the one to ask. But I feel like characters are a little bit more, like, they're more developed. They are. Like, they're not so hard in one direction. Yeah, I feel like in today's world, in sitcom land or primetime TV shows, Mm -hmm. it takes more, like, I feel like we found out a lot about these few characters in two episodes. Right. But... Nowadays, it's like it could take a whole season to develop somebody. Yeah, you're right. And I think they do that in a way to like gain momentum for the show. Yeah. It's like, oh, keep watching and you'll find out what happens to so and so or why so and so is this way. Yeah. Like, there are very few shows now that you can watch a la carte. Yeah. Like, Friends and like you were talking about with Full House. Full House. You can jump in wherever. I feel like old shows like that. Even The Office. The Office was like a 2009 show or something along those lines of like, you can watch it a la carte and yeah, you know there's a greater storyline that you're missing out on, but episode by episode you can watch and and get something from it and move on. Yeah. Like there's no, there's nothing that's like enticing you into the greater story. Whereas like if you watch some shows today, you watch an episode and it's not so much a la carte, you watch it and you you are very much aware that you're in the middle of a storyline that you have no idea, like, where you're at. Right. Like, you have to go, like... You have to, to start at the beginning. Yeah, today's shows are almost like, like, whereas Friends, like, you want to binge watch it because it's funny and, right. like, you love the characters. Yeah. But, like, shows today, it's like, no, if I want to keep watching this, like, I have to binge watch it because I need to know 
who this character is, where they came from, what's going on, and how we got to this moment. And you have to pay attention. Friends yeah. is a show you can literally, you turn on when you get home from work, and it's literally in the background while you're cooking or yep. while you're cleaning up, doing laundry, yep. watching the kids. It's just in the background of life. Yeah. And you're not paying attention to the storyline, but it's fun, it's witty, it's banter. Like, right. you can listen to it, and it's super lighthearted. Yeah. Yeah. So it is an interesting dynamic mm-hmm. with the actual overarching shows yeah. and how they operate. Yeah. Um, another character that we see is Barry. He is such a goob. Yeah. Like, one of my questions, was he, was, I'm curious, was he hot in the 90s? Like, was that... Was that anybody who watched this show firsthand, like you're not a millennial recapping the show, you watched it on TV. If you're listening to this, can you please comment and let us know if Barry was attractive in the 90s when you first saw this show? Because I feel like that's what shows did. Like they cast attractive people because like all the girls, super skinny. All the guys, like, decent physiques. Like, there's no one that's out of shape. Like, it's very much catered to the fashion industry. Like, you have to look nice, like, in order to be cast. Whereas, like, today is much more diverse in casting. Yeah, Like, you've got everybody from all walks of life, yep. which we appreciate because then you can identify yourself with some characters. Right. So, like, I'm wondering, like, was Barry attractive because he's a main figure right now in this season? Like, he's he's the one that Rachel left. I don't know. Was, yeah, he, was he hot? I don't know. I don't know. I don't see it. Someone help us out. We need to yeah, know. Please. Um, And he went... Uh, he went on the honeymoon with Mindy? What? Like... That's crazy. Twist moment? Like her best friend. Her maid of honor. That's... Like, it's surprising because you're like, what human being... But you're also like, okay, but Ross's ex-wife is a lesbian and is pregnant with his child. So you're like, (laughs) it's all just piling on for all the characters. Like, they had to have a lot happen, like, really fast. Just to like, oh my gosh, like, what are these characters going to do? But it was so weird. So, like, I couldn't figure, I just couldn't figure him out. No. Like, he wasn't funny. He was kind of, like, antsy the way that he, like, delivered his lines. Okay, but, like, maybe... Rachel's from money. Right. So she, obviously we've learned she doesn't really have a skill set. Right. She doesn't know how to manage money. We know she came from money. So maybe she just. And now she works at a cafe. Right. Maybe she, in her family, the girls just marry money. He was a dentist. Right. So maybe it kind of adds to the fact that like, maybe she was never attracted to him. Right. But she's okay. marrying him because he's So he doesn't money. have to be attractive yeah. in the show. That's yeah. a good point. Solid point, Llewellyn. I think that just answered our question. Yeah. However, we still want to know. We still want to know if you think he was hot in the 90s. That would just help us know you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, another point. Actually, before we move on, a question I have. Yeah, this is an important question. No, this is for you. This is for me. This is for you. Okay. This is for us. Would you ever go on your honeymoon alone? Say (sighs) your husband, your fiance, because you would be engaged, stood you up, which devastating as it is, it's it's a devastating blow. Yeah. Would you go on your honeymoon alone? 
Or would that be too hard because you'd get there and realize like how sad your life is? (laughs) I could have worded that better, but you get my point. Well, I would like to say that I know what I would do in this situation. Well, right. But I honestly, I don't know what I would do, but okay, if... Let's, Would you take somebody with you? Okay, well, hypothetically, let's say tomorrow I'm supposed to get married and my soon-to-be husband leaves me at the altar. Right. Doesn't show. Doesn't yeah. show. Leaves no, me at the altar. You. Whatever. Yeah. Walks out. We don't get married. Right. We've paid for this honeymoon. Right. Yeah. I honestly think, hey, I'm supposed to be on vacation for the next who knows how long. Right. I'm going to go. Well, because, like, would you go back to work? No. No. Do you want to face the people right away? And do you want to sit at home where all your friends are going to be like, I'm so sorry. Like, they don't know what to say anyways. No. So why not go alone and maybe meet someone? Or would you take someone like like a a close friend? Like, I would either go alone or take my sister. You know, that way, like, I've got somebody who understands me to a certain level where, like, if I'm crying at, in bed at night and we're sharing a bed because, like, we've got this honeymoon suite, like, she's not going to, like, be all weirded out. She's just going to know. Right. You know? No, that's a good point. I'd probably take whoever my maid of honor is. That's a solid point. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Another thing, um, kind of the last thing, I guess, that we have referenced in our notes was the Star Wars reference. So you have your phone on you. We're going to do some real-time Googling. Okay. Um, he mentioned, Chandler, I think, mentioned when they were watching the sonogram that, what was it, the the Attack of the Empire? I guess I watched this too far after the show, but he mentioned Star Wars in the show, and I'm terrible with time frame. Is this before they filmed 1, 2, and 3? It's obviously after 4, 5, and 6, because those came out in the 70s. Okay, guys, I'm not a Star Wars fan, but it came out early. So help us out. Okay, I'm looking them up. Okay. When did episode or Star Wars 1 come out? Okay, so we have to disclaim neither one of us are Star Wars fans. Yeah, sorry, guys. So if we mess this up, we're terribly sorry. We're so Please sorry. Don't, us. Don't, don't not be friends with us because we don't like Star Wars. I have actually seen them all. Okay, so the release of Star Wars 1, The Phantom Menace, Mm -hmm. is May 19th, 1999. Okay, so this is like five years after they talked in the show about the Star Wars reference. Okay, so they're referencing either 4, 5, or 6. Yeah. Okay. Guys, don't hate us because we're not going to figure out which one, but I was just trying to figure out where Star Wars lined up in this overarching theme. Which is fun because they've been releasing obviously the new Star Wars lately. So for Star Wars fans, I'm sure it was I'm sure it's a a fun little kickback. Yeah, sure. All right, Llewellyn, is there anything else that you want to talk about from this last episode? Any final thoughts that come to mind? Not really. No. Okay. Well, for this, I'll be there for you moment of the week. We've got Monica's cleaning tip. So, Llewellyn, you should use. Coffee filters. For what? For what? My coffee? No. Okay. Here's Monica's cleaning tip of the week. 
In honor of friends being a coffee-promoting show, this cleaning tip encourages you to use clean coffee filters to clean your computer screens or TVs, especially the screen you watch friends on. (laughs) They are so much better than paper towels because they don't leave behind any fibers like paper towels or cleaning cloths do. So... If you try out Monica's cleaning tip of the week, let us know your thoughts on our social media platforms. Yeah, which, thanks for mentioning social media, Leanne, (laughs) because we would love for you guys to check out our Facebook and Twitter page. Yeah. You can find those links below in the show notes and give us a like and a follow. We would love to chat with you there. Also, if you have enjoyed this, we would encourage you to subscribe and download on any of your favorite platforms, whatever those may be, um, because we'd love for you to join us again and to get notified next time we have an episode. Also, final thing, if you've enjoyed this and you have friends who you know love friends, yes. or maybe they don't know friends yet, but you want them to know friends, right? share this with them. Share! Have them join the conversation so they can see what it's all about. Sharing is caring, people. Sharing is caring. So, we will be back with you guys next week on the One with Friends podcast.